everybody. Thank you again for joining Wonder Wonder Repeat. I have a very special guest on tonight, Regina Cowitz. You may know her as Mrs. Trail Recon. <laughs> That's what I'm going to refer to her as. But we'll get to know her and how she got introduced into the overlanding world. doing pretty good it's been pretty hot here i don't know what your temperature is there but it's hot it's a uh, low 80s today which is a little cooler than it has been it's been in the 90s but it's a dry <laughs> heat as if it makes it better i know well i like i open my front door and i'm pretty sure like the lord of the rings fire just kind of comes in <laughs> It's it's so, so bad here. Like yeah. like the, like the real feel is like 114 or 100. I don't know. We're in a heat yeah. advisory. It's just not something yeah. that you want to. No, we lived in South Carolina, so I do not miss the heat and the humidity and just the wet blanket feeling when you step outside. Yeah, for sure. It's it's not fun and it's not something that I would choose. I would much rather be in elevation <laughs> in the mountains. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So how have you been? I know we I know we first actually met met at Expo West. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That was that was a blast. This was my second time going. Last year was okay. my first year hitting up any of the expos. So knowing what to expect, it was easier to kind of chill out and meet people. So and it was great meeting you and your husband and, yeah. and everyone else. So it was fun. But yeah, so we've just been kind of chilling since we got back from Expo, you know, housework, yeah. yard work, you know, things like that. Yeah. Doing all the normal fun things. <laughs> exactly. So did you go to the Expo West the year before last? Was it the same? I Expo? did. And that was okay. my very first. No, maybe that was my second. Because I think uh, Mountain was before the one in Colorado was before okay. the one in Flagstaff. So, so yeah. So last year, that was the first time ever going to anything like that. And it was overwhelming, to say the least. So I'm like, this is <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. Matt yeah. says, hey, great to see you again. Um, but yes, so we experienced that this past time at Expo. Okay. We were so overwhelmed because there's so much to see there. And then like you think yeah. you've seen something and then you hear, like we've talked to people that have been there and then they were mentioning something they yeah. saw. And I was like, I never saw that. Yeah, no, it was massive. I mean, I don't know that we, we tried to walk everything and see everything. And I think we might've come close, but the yeah. Flagstaff one is just, it's just huge, which is, yeah. it's kind of cool because there's all this cool stuff to see, but again, it can be overwhelming if you don't have a strategy to, you know, what yeah. you want to see and go where you want to go. And not just like from the like spectator side, but also if you're wanting to film, then it's just <laughs> like a whole new dimension. <laughs> well, fortunately, Brad has been to Expo more than once. So he has his filming strategy down. So he yeah. does it early in the morning. So like Sunday morning, he got there just like as everything was opening and I let him go. I'm like, you go do your thing. And yeah. so he, he went out and he got filmed everything he needed. So were you able to be around and to check things out kind of incognito? Like if you weren't with Brad? When I wasn't with Brad, for the most part, although since I've been a little more active on the YouTube channel, I, yeah. you know, more people stopped to say hi, which was, was really nice so yeah it's weird isn't it like it I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm still I'm, it's weird to me too so I you're <laughs> a little you're a little higher up than me but I mean you know it's just it's just it's just weird it's, it's great I love it but it's just so it's you know well as Brad puts it you know he loves getting to meet people. He's, he's a bit of an introvert, so it can be a little, you know, exhausting sometimes, but yeah. you know, he tells people he's in front of a camera all day long, you know, when he's making yeah. the videos for the most part, he doesn't see mm -hmm. who's watching it. And so actually getting to meet people and, oh, wow, there's really people who watch the channel. And right. so he, he loves, loves getting to meet people and I can totally see that. So it's pretty cool to know that, you know, people you're actually maybe helping somebody out with the yeah. information you're providing. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I do. I do love it. And I, I like to say that I'm an introvert with extrovert tendencies. That's my, <laughs> that's my, <Yeah. laughs> my lay of the land there. But you have just recently became a bigger part on Trail Recon. So first let's back it up yep. and learn a little okay. bit about you. So 
tell us your story and where you've been. And I have some pictures to share too. Alrighty. Well, so I'm actually from California. I grew up in Northern California in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, a little town or a little big town called Richmond, um, which is kind of like the hood, but that's okay. It was fun. <laughs> Everybody has a hood. So you're totally, I get it. <laughs> yep. But, um, but I, I ended up joining the Navy um, to help pay for college, uh, became a Navy hospital corpsman. And that's kind of how Brad and I met. Yep, that's me back go. in the day. <laughs> I look, look way too happy. Early Thank you very much for your service. Oh sure, but um, but it was fun. It was it was it was a blast. I, something I never thought I would do growing up in the Bay Area that I would join the Navy. But I mean, really, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I learned so many valuable life skills. I've made lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. um, but that's how Brad and I met. And so I got out after six years, he stayed in for 26 until he retired. Um, you know, I went to, I used my GI bill, which is why I joined the Navy and went to college and got a degree. And then I ended up working for the Navy as a civilian um, and doing public affairs, which is kind of like PR marketing kind of stuff. So um, it was a blast and I worked really hard to build my career, especially after he retired. I had, you know, my kids were older, I could focus on it, but, um, he started his little YouTube hobby is what I thought it was. <laughs> That's um, what I call my husband. I'm like, You're, yeah, I'm it's like, not a you job. Do your thing and I'll go to work and um, the real got, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, <laughs> and he deserved it he, after, you know, 26 years and he deployed a lot during his time in the Navy. I mean, it felt like there was a period of 10 years where it just felt like he was gone all the time. Um, but towards the end of his uh, career, he, he bought a Jeep and yeah. started going out and, and, you know, he started just posting his videos to our little family YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And he's like, honey, people are watching this. They're asking me questions. And so I'm like, well, answer them. And, mm -hmm. uh, it just kind of totally, thank you, John. I see your message. Yeah. Um, it, he, it totally snowballed. It was nothing we ever expected or thought would happen. I mean, you, YouTube, what you can, you can, yeah, second career. Yeah. So he retired and he was working as a contractor and it got to the point where um, he couldn't do both anymore. It was just getting too much. And so we together made the decision that, you know, I would keep my day job and, and he would go all in and see what happened with this YouTube thing. And well, it got to the point where he's like, why don't you join me? And I'm like, took me a while, but I'm like, you know, is this thing going to last? Is it, he's like, we have my military retirement. So um, yeah, eventually I'm like, you know, this is an opera once in a lifetime opportunity. It's yeah. a dream job for some people. And so for sure, because I did love my job with the Navy um, as a civilian, but I decided to join him. And so here I'm going to ask just because we're in this kind of weird situation where I possibly had the opportunity to help more and leave some of my work, you know, as well. Yeah. Was that a financial move? Was it hard just because you had that connection with your work or how did, how did that come about? Like how, how did that transition, I guess? Well, for, for us, it wasn't really financial so much because again, he did have, you know, the military, the retirement. Retirement, mm -hmm. which, which was huge, you know, push comes yeah. to shove, we could get jobs at Walmart and be greeters if we needed. <laughs> Um, I would love to see Brad and you at Walmart. <laughs> kind of funny, but um, for me, it was so I worked for for Navy Medicine, um, doing public okay. affairs, and I worked um, for the regional command here that headquarters is in San Diego, and so we had ten hospitals up and down the West Coast, and we had um, hospitals overseas uh, in the Pacific Rim. And we also had oversight of Navy Medicine's eight medical research labs, which are located around the world. Um, so I started there in 2018, my dream job. It was the only thing I ever wanted to do. And then COVID happened. And that I was, a lot of people had downtime during COVID. They couldn't go to work. They stayed home. But I was actually in the office seven days a week at some points, working very, very long hours because we were helping with all of the communication pieces of it. I think um, anybody yeah. that worked in healthcare period was, it was crazy. And so yeah. like when the Teddy Roosevelt had the outbreak, the first military big outbreak, 
It was our hospital in Guam that was supporting them. Um, it was our research commands who were like gathering data and trying to figure out, you know, what is this virus and how is it going to morph in the military population? And mm -hmm. so, um, again, it was a very cool thing to be part of. I mean, right. if you think about it, when things like this happen, it's kind of like our time to shine and step up to the yeah. plate. But And it's like a life point, like, you know, you, you JFK, 9-11, um, like, the yes. coronavirus it's going to be a historical yeah like right exactly like you remember kind of what you were doing and mm -hmm. how it impacted you and um so i was i was a little burnt out by the time we got into 2021 and um but again love my job i work with some of the most amazing people in the world doctors nurses yeah. um medical support we call them uh, medical service corps. They're, they're the psychologists, the healthcare administrators. Um, my boss, um, Admiral Weber, was absolutely one of the best humans ever, as is his wife. So it was hard to say goodbye, but um, you know, Brad is like, "Come work with me, and we'll build our our thing." So A dream. eventually, I'm like, "Okay, yeah." So have you always liked camping and? overlanding and off-roading and all things jeep have you owned a jeep before no actually i, I have it but i did i grew up camping up in you know lake berryessa uh clear lake okay. uh the sierra nevadas so my family was pretty big into like outdoors and camping and fishing and i was always dirty as a kid climbing trees <laughs> catching lizards i mean that was that was just me um yeah. you know i had hot wheels playing in the dirt so that's awesome. Um, but, but yeah, so I did. I've grown up with a love of being outside, being outdoors. So when Brad started this, I'm like, this is kind of cool. You know, it reminds me of my childhood. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I've been camping with the Marines. So yeah, I'm you've done to, that. <laughs> yeah, rushing it. So yeah, no, I absolutely love being outside. It is it just is good for my headspace. Oh, yeah, I think that's true for everybody. And they may not realize it because they think the outdoors, bugs, dirt, all, you know, some people just don't want to deal with that. Right. And I get that, you know, it's not for everybody, but it, they're, for me personally, and I know for a lot of the people that I know, and you probably, you know, there's just something that you can find yourself in whenever you lose yourself out mm -hmm. in the woods. <laughs> yeah. It's therapeutic. And there's actually, you know, from, from my medical, you know, work and background, there's actually studies that show that being outdoors, um, in one way or another is good for your mental health and your, your well-being. So there's science oh, yeah. behind sure. it. I plan on having, um, I don't know if you're familiar with team hunt, um, and their whole, they yes, have, Brad they has have been. a son that's about getting their child outdoors to help with his diagnosis. And so I'm, I'm all for that. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Every kid should get dirty. Oh yeah, for sure. It'll help your immune system too. I think. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about your Jeep, since this is your, your you said this was your first, right? It is my first. Okay. And so I, my kids, I had three boys. And so in high school, carting them around, all their, and that's one of them sitting at the steering yeah, wheel. <laughs> um, and he's also in the Navy now, like his mom and his dad. And, um, but I was downsizing from my eight passenger SUV. I had a Nissan <laughs> Armada and I loved it. 14 cup holders for your mom. That means a lot. <laughs> and uh, it was it was great, but I didn't need it anymore. I mean, I was driving this beast around and it was really just me in the car. And so I, you know, was trying to figure out and Brad, Brad, no pressure. He's like, but if you want to get a Jeep, you know, it, it might be kind of nice for the, yeah. you know, we can put it on the channel. I'm like, I don't know. So I was actually considering uh, some Volkswagens because when I was uh, late high school, early college, before I joined the Navy, I had a 1973 Super Beetle and she was all yellow. And I absolutely loved that Volkswagen. Um, I ended up selling her after joining the Navy. But so I finally decided, okay, I'll get a Jeep. Um, but because I wanted the reason I wanted a Jeep was to go to all the cool places that Brad was going. And he's like, well, yeah. if you want to go and you want to drive, you're not going to be doing it in a Volkswagen Jetta or something like that. Right. So 
Um, so I said, I want a two door Jeep because if I'm downsizing, I'm downsizing. Um, it's gotta be all yellow. That's a major downsize. <laughs> That's a major downsize. So it, I said it has to be all yellow, kind of in, in memory of my yellow Volkswagen bug. And so um, I wanted all the bells and whistles and, you know, everything. And he's like, I'm never going to find this. And uh, two weeks later, he found it. So I was about to say, you probably started like really searching though. For sure. I wasn't. I'm like, if you find it, you find it. I'm like, if not, then, you know, and I was looking at the Jeep. What are they? The little renegades. I'm like, oh, those are cute. He's like, yeah, you're not yeah. really doing major off-roading with that. So <laughs> no. but, I, know, know, I, had, I had a Grand Cherokee Trailhawk and that was in some of the intro that you've seen uh -huh. that I need to redo. But um it, that's they're pretty capable, but the renegade, yeah, that's not that's not gonna get you. Yeah, that's not gonna go for them all. <laughs> they're cute, but, but they no. Are. But I'm so glad I got my Jeep, and I I love 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 my Jeep. Was it a contingency with you and Brad as far as um because Brad's you know the builder and he's uh -huh. like. I nearly, I just thought of Bob the Builder. Can we do it? Yes, we can. Um, <laughs> I can fix it. Yes, yes. And so I I don't know. Like, that would be hard for me. And even with me and Matt, like, whenever I got my Jeep, like, there were some things that he was just like, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, well, this is what I want, you know. Yeah. How so we I had some ground rules okay. when I got my Jeep. So, because, yes, he does like to do things. And you've noticed he changes his vehicles <laughs> up quite a bit including the actual vehicles themselves. Oh, yeah, we're going to get there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, you know, the rule is, you know, he can come up with ideas, but nothing happens to my Jeep unless I say it's okay. So yeah. that's kind of where we were. He wanted to do the lift, and I actually held off for a really long time. I was good with my totally stock Jeep, but then I saw, I think he went to Slick Rock, a trail, and I was watching the video, and I'm like, that's really pretty. I want to go there. He's like, you're not going there in your Jeep unless you lift it and get bigger tires. I'm like, really okay. And so, and he was so sweet, too. He wanted to make sure that I really wanted the lift, and so... He um, got some some woods and two by fours and he simulated what my Jeep would be like lifting, put my Jeep up on these two by fours so that I That's could awesome. see getting in and out because it was still my daily commuter. I was working full time still when I got my Jeep. And so getting into a Jeep that's lifted with a skirt can be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so he made sure that I was truly, truly good with it, even though he really wanted to do it. He wasn't going to do it unless I said yes. So that's yeah. awesome. I love that he showed you what it looked like because some people are just like, it's they, you know, that's a lot of effort. Like it is a lot of effort. To, he had to, to put them on the wood and yeah, yeah, by the and then to put it on it. So yeah, that's. Did you help install the lift or anything like that, okay. or is that all him? Yeah, that's that's all him. That's, yeah. that's Brad that's the builder. Him. I'm not that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I loved I loved being able to work on my lift, and that's one thing that I. I would encourage um, just getting to know your vehicle. It's just nice to be able to know where yeah. things are at, what sounds they make for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so did you go get to climb that rock that you had saw him doing? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're working our way. Cause I was still, again, you know, I only left my job. It's yeah. not quite a year. So yeah. You're still trying to figure out all of that. You're still, yeah. We, we still need to figure out where we're going to go with me. <laughs> so I see that you have some of the KC lights on there as well. I love, yep. love my KC. Um, yep. So is that, is that the lift, the tires? Um, I see you're running the Patagonia MTs. That's what I run too. I love oh, that. I have now, I think. The oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. And my tires are different, or my wheels. I'm sorry. I get them confused. Okay. Yeah. He actually got his 392. He took the wheels off the 392 and he put them on my Jeep. So Nice. Now, yeah. if you can only give you the 392 part. <laughs> I know, right? Make it go really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. He's yeah. loving the 392, so. Oh, I'm sure he was. I, I remember asking him because we had dinner at Cracker Barrel of all places. That's yep. a whole other story. But um, <laughs> um, I asked him if he liked the 392, and he was just like, duh. <laughs> yeah, there's no words for it. Yeah. Like, how could you not? Yeah, yeah, when he first got it, I think he just sat in the garage and turned it off and on and, and grabbed it. it to hear that growl <laughs> noise. And our son, Justin, who's still at home, his room is on the other side of the garage. And 
we were talking. He's like, yeah, dad, I can hear every time you go in there and you start the Jeep. And he's like, he's like, my whole wall shakes. And Brad's like, I'm sorry, Justin's like, no, it's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, okay. So like you were saying, Brad gets all the Jeeps all the time. Mm-hmm. And he even has the Bronco. Uh-huh. And so how, how, how big is your garage is what Not I want to know. Big. Not that big. So we we have a little overflow into the driveway and, and our street. And um, yeah, Brad is a car guy. I mean, ever since I have known him, he loves all things automotive. And I every year we have to go to the San Diego car show at the convention center. I mean, that's yeah. been a thing. Like we do it like a few days after Christmas or like on New Year's Eve. That's like a family tradition. And um, he <laughs> just, awesome. I can't even count how many cars the man has had since I have known him. It's just ridiculous. He's had a few classic cars. He had a 1972 Pontiac Firebird. Um, her name was Laura. He bought her in South Carolina and he loved her. She hated me. It was like a Christine thing going on. She would die. The first time I ever drove her down the street, she just stopped working. And Brad's like staring at me. I'm like, what? You're here with me. I didn't do anything. You killed Laura. Yes. Well, so he was doing something and he pulled out the glove box and in faded handwritten cursive pretty writing, it said Laura. So she kind of came with a name. Again, Christine, kind of creepy, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. So would you say that your favorite vehicle that he has owned has been the Jeep or do you like the Bronco or do you like the Dodge Power Wagon? I know he likes that because it's really comfortable. Well, he had a Volkswagen GTI, which was really fun to drive. Can you say Farfignigan? I mean, okay, maybe it's not my favorite, but I really did love that GTI. It was fun to drive, but that's awesome. Um, I might like the 392 might now be my favorite vehicle that he's owned because it goes when you step on the gas, it goes. That's awesome. That's awesome. I have some couple questions real quick. So Troy wants to know what is your favorite part about nature? Is it a sunrise or a sunset or what is your favorite part? Neither of those. I mean, I do love the sunrise and the sunset, but I love the stars. <laughs> I really love looking at the stars and the moon and um, finding constellations. I have an app that um, it's downloaded so that when we're out there, I can track the different constellations and the satellites and see what's going on. So one of the things I want to learn um, as we start going out more is astrophotography. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not good at it. I but yeah. that's something I want to figure out because I just, I've always been a sci-fi geek as a kid. You know, I grew up watching Star Trek with my dad. So just yeah. the possibility and the dreams just staring off into space. Yeah. I love astrophotography and Tara from last week. She's, she's got that oh. in. I saw some of her pictures. They're beautiful. Yeah. It for real is. Uh, Matt wants to know, is it okay for Brad to do things to his Jeep? that you've done to yours, asking for a friend. <laughs> Such as? <laughs> That's hysterical. I think he's wanting to get something for his vehicle. Probably. So, you know, I, I usually, Brad does, it's his Jeep. He can do what he wants. So yeah. as long as he doesn't do things to my Jeep that I don't want him to do. And that he does things to my Jeep that I want him to do. <laughs> like the steps? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Are they yeah. are they still on there? They are, but there's a way to turn them off so okay. that they're just so they're off. off. And so they're off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had to have these steps. And I think I bugged him for about a year to put these steps on. And <laughs> I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Well, some things, you know, you don't you don't know until you get them. Like exactly. you just you just have to it's, you, it's a trial and error thing. And I think that's one thing that's really cool about Jeeps is they're so modular. That oh my you gosh, could take are. those off. They're kind of like Legos. I mean, you can totally customize them and make them your own. That's, yeah. that's what I love about the whole Jeep thing and the Jeep community mm-hmm. and, and well, off-road, because a lot of vehicles are that way too, is, mm-hmm. you know, I've never seen a Jeep that was not customized to reflect its owner. I mean, and that's the cool oh, thing. Yeah. They're like an extension of your personality. Oh, yeah. That's why mine's pink and I have my pink hair and pink everything. So that's why. I have yellow hair. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't suggest the yellow hair. I don't. I think that would make wash you out. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that. When are you going to go on a solo adventure or a Ooh. girl's only adventure and possibly film it? Oh, I don't know. Well, you don't want me to film. So if somebody else can film. 
<laughs> I volunteer to film. We can go camping. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love to. So yeah. That'd cool. be awesome. Have you yeah, ever went solo solo out on your by yourself? Or do you always like, is that a rule for you and Brad to go with somebody? Well, he's out. Well, he's with Marco now, but he will be on his own um, by the end of the week. So I'm not necessarily a fan of him going out on his own, but mm -hmm. um, he's, he's a pretty smart, savvy guy. And he, he knows not to get himself into situations that he can't extricate himself from. So. Yeah. What about you? Would you ever think I'm going to go out? Maybe. I mean, I, I won't, I mean, there's, I wouldn't not do it. I've just never mm -hmm. thought about going off by myself because yeah. I usually like being around people. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like that. Solitude. I'm kind of nervous this, this weekend coming up, we leave Thursday. Um, just me. Um, I'm oh. going out with, it's a lady overlander retreat and it's going okay. camping. And so it's not, it's not any off-roading. It's just camping and we're going to do a float trip and it's going to be really fun. It's going to be stupid hot. But it's going to be really fun. Um, I'm definitely <laughs> taking the portable air conditioner. Huh? Are you going to be with people then? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'll definitely with be with people, but I have never like camped by myself. So like, okay. I don't, I'm like, we've practiced <laughs> at the house, like setting up my tent, doing all that. But then we've yeah. got the AC now that I'm going to be working on. And nice. so I've got to figure out how to fix the, like set up the AC and then right. we have a portable shower thing that I've got to figure out because like, he's always just done that, you know? And right. so it's things like that, that I just, it's just not, it's just not first nature, you know? So it's, well, yeah, if you don't do it, then you don't have the practice getting it done. Mm -hmm. That's why when probably after our first couple trips, when I started doing this with him full time, I'm like, you need to teach me how to do things. So, yeah. so yeah. So I've been like, I didn't know how to deflate tires until earlier this year. Cause he always hops out and does it. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. I'm like, it's basic to you. It's like something that is second nature, but if you've never done it before, you don't know yeah. how to do it. So I've learned, yeah. and he has these nifty little tire deflators. I think they're coyote yeah. deflators or something. I, I have some too. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't pull on the wrong thing, which I did, but <laughs> now I know not to, because he showed me, but an yeah. airing. It'll make it go down lower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, so I need to know how to do that. And so it's been important to me to, learn how to do all this stuff. Cause when I was a kid, I know how to pitch a tent, but it's a little bit more complicated than that when you add the vehicle right. with it. And so like when we go out, I set up the privacy tent, you know, I get things for the kitchen set up. I know how to do the rooftop tent. So, um, but every time there's an opportunity to learn and expand my knowledge, then I'm like, slow down, Brad, you got to teach me how to do this. And That's he's awesome. really good once he realizes that, oh yeah, I just get out and do it. Maybe I should not. Is it easy to learn from him as your husband or sometimes it's like. <laughs> For the most part, yes. He's actually very, <laughs> very patient. So when we did fins and things in Moab, right? Yeah. That was the hardest trail to date that I have done. Right. And, and I wanted to do it myself. So he was in his Jeep ahead of me and, you know, I would follow his line, but he was, we had our radios and mm -hmm. he was just so calm and so patient talking me through, yeah. okay, this is what, you, what you're going to do and you're going to go up and you're not going to see anything, but just keep on the gas. And so, I mean, he was, he was amazing. He was a great teacher. That's awesome. I'm so blessed to have Matt too, because he's, he's exactly the same way. Now I will say like, Gaia and all the maps and the electronic stuff that he, he doesn't teach me that very well. But that's, that's I'm navigationally story. challenged. So, <laughs> I mean, we, um, a couple weeks, no months ago, we, uh, we went out with three of two of our boys and I was in a vehicle with my oldest and he's what? also navigationally challenged. And my husband had us in the lead and Devin and I are like, what is he doing? And we, yes, we got lost. And Brad's like, yeah. okay, let me, let me take the lead even with our maps. So, um, but he has been working with me, learning Gaia and, and some of the routes and awesome. things. And when I write blogs about the trails that we've been on, so mm -hmm. I'm getting more comfortable using Gaia to, to like measure how far things were. And this is where we stopped. And this is one of our waypoints. So, um, but awesome. you know, I'm taking it slowly. I'm not trying to learn everything or all the things all at once. Um, I'm tackling pieces of it. So that's awesome. I think that's a very good advice right there is to don't overwhelm yourself by needing to know everything. Yep. Do it by pieces. Because the first couple times I went out with him, I was frustrated. I'm like, 
I don't know how to do any of the things. And so I was trying to learn all the things and that's just too much. And so once I stepped back and all right, I'm gonna learn how to, how to put up the privacy tent and I will do that every time we go out or <laughs> I'm going to, um, I'm going to learn how to break camp down. And, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. It, what's the thing about how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yeah, exactly. Totally true. And Tammy wants to say that she's glad that she's not the only one navigationally challenged. No. So one of those pictures you showed of me yeah. when I was in the Navy sitting, we were all holding our, um, our, yeah, that one. So that was my fire team. And one of the things that we had to do was learn land navigation. And so they, you basically go out into the middle of Camp Pendleton, you have to find your way back. Um, we were still oh, lost wow. in the sunset and somebody had to come find us because was it paper maps and like the whole it was, a, it was a compass and a paper map and yeah that's no. what terrifies me about the rebel is yeah. the whole mapping system like i when somebody told me what it was about i'm like no yeah i would love to go out there and do it but i could never do the mapping part i would need mm -hmm. somebody that have to do the mapping part i can't even brad and i were i forget where we're going this is you know when we were first married it's so like 1994. <laughs> i had directions to where we were going written down in my hand and i rolled down the window and <laughs> there they go them out on MapQuest. <laughs> yeah i'm like i can't even write directions down and get us where we're going <laughs> but look where you are you're you've made it so you're good <laughs> so where is this picture taken at i love those views so that was on the Gemini Bridges Trail in Moab. Okay. So we took a day and obviously we took cameras because we took pictures, but we really didn't film anything. That was a day for us. So we did um, Long Canyon and Gemini Bridges and it was just their easy trails, but the scenery is absolutely stunning. And we had just the best time just kind of going out there and exploring and everybody was on all the, the you know, the major trails at Moab. So there was yeah. pretty much nobody on these trails, which was amazing. That's one of the things that me and Matt have said is we want to go back to Colorado and Moab and we plan on doing this on the road full time mm -hmm. in three years. But just to discover places that aren't known to everybody, you know, like there's the main trails in Moab, like right. you mentioned, there's the main trails in Colorado. Everybody knows the Jeep Badge of Honor trails, you know, right. but we want to be able to find the places. And I honestly, I don't think I've done Gemini Bridges either. So it's beautiful. beautiful. It was, it was gorgeous. And, um, and I'm totally with you on that. I mean, it's fun to do some of the more technical mm -hmm. challenging trails, but what I love about going off-road and overlanding isn't doing all those technical things. It's mm -hmm. getting out in nature and it's being, you know, away from from the hustle and the bustle and the crowds and the technology and just having yeah. the time to clear your head and to just breathe the fresh air. So yeah. JM yes. says the LaSalle mountains are so beautiful against the red rock. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, that you have these snow covered peaks and then you have the red rock and the canyons and yeah, it was Moab is is truly a magical place. It is. It is. And I, I personally like, so we did chicken corners the last time we were at Moab uh -huh. and that's just beautiful too. Like it's just different, mm -hmm. you know, it looks like you're going through these tall rock formations and it's just, it's just way cool. And then you yeah. can see the potash farms. It looks like it's like the Caribbean off in the distance. I don't remember <laughs> that, but I do remember just this field of wildflowers. I went the first time I went to Easter Jeep Safari, I okay. actually, Brad was doing something. I can't remember. So he had to meet me there. So I went with Marco and I did chicken corners with Marco and it was just, it was beautiful and it was so much fun, but, but Marco's a photographer. And so, you know, we would stop and take these amazing pictures of these cool trees that were twisted with the wind and all these cool shapes and just, yeah, field of wildflowers. That actually was my, one of my Zoom backgrounds during COVID on all of our team meetings. <laughs> little piece of serenity in the midst of the chaos. That's awesome. I love Marco's photography. He does really well with that. But he He's also amazing. can cook. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He and is, I, know there, I know there's one thing that all of us have in common is this mm -hmm. Omnia. We have the Omnia. Isn't that amazing? I'm yeah. in love. I mean, I get in love with this thing. So you've made a calzone out of the yeah. Omnia. What else have you made? Somebody corrected me and said, technically, it's a stromboli. So. Oh, well, you know, somebody's always going to be that person. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's, a, it's whatever. It's a calzone. I call it a calzone. It's a, it's a camboli. Okay, we'll just go there. There you go. <laughs> and you've it's made monkey bread. <laughs> yeah. It, it, the monkey bread looked amazing. 
Oh, it was. I, I said you did, right? Yes, yes, you did. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, it was good. And then I did the blueberry buttermilk cake. Um, oh, I didn't see that. Had, uh, we had it for breakfast the morning after the calzone. So that was good. And then at home, I've been playing because there's a muffin insert. And so I made some banana muffins and they were amazing. So, I mean, it's really, it's like baking, but yeah. you're doing it on your stovetop. So I can't wait to try more things. Brad's favorite cake is angel food cake. So I'm not sure how that'll work, but I'm definitely going to give it a try with some fresh berries and some yeah. homemade whipped cream because with our goal zero, I'm like, why didn't you tell me I could bring my, my beater, my little mixer beater thing out with us. Yeah. So yeah. next, thing, next video, we're going to see like a KitchenAid mixer. That's what we're going to see. <laughs> Maybe not the mixer, but my little hand. Was, <laughs> you know? Which is a good So thing. I have to tell you, Jared says, my dessert this past weekend looked delicious. I was in a competition this past oh. weekend at Big Iron Overland Rally in West Mineral, Kansas. It's put on by Chris Holloway. He also okay. does the More Expo. Um, and I think, yeah, Brad was there um, at the More Expo a couple years ago. And yeah. um, so I entered in for the dessert round. It was kind of okay. a spur of the moment. I had found this recipe. I wanted to make it at camp for everybody. But then I found out a competition. I was like, I'm just going to enter this into the competition. You know, it's 35 <laughs> right. bucks, whatever. Yeah. Matt had, was, had already planned to judge the competition like all day long. So like there was a group of, he didn't judge the dessert because that would have been fair. But anyways, um, I won the dessert round Congratulations. with my Omnia. I won a GSI like propane slim stove thing it's a $300 stove Holy like cow. I was just like I know so wow. I made a small I made a s'more cake it was um like you basically a chocolate oh yeah I'll send you the recipe <laughs> it's basically like got graham crackers on the bottom then it's chocolate cake and then on the top Ooh. you put um marshmallows and chocolate chips yum and then I went to a convenience store this is so I told you it's hotter than Hades here this uh -huh. is how you win a dessert contest you go find an ice cream and oh, so wow. I went and put some ice cream. I put I got some ice cream and I served ice beside this okay. cake. Your accent. Yeah. I'm like ice cream. <laughs> ice. I don't have an accent. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you should understand this. You lived in South Carolina. I did. I did. <laughs> but yeah, ice cream. West Virginia. So. <laughs> so I won. I was really really I was really That's proud awesome. of that. I know. I was super excited. I know Marco at Expo West, he made some kind of stew that he had cooking all day. It was like a braised beef thing. Everything Marco makes is amazing. I mean, it, I've never tasted anything that he's made that wasn't just mouthwateringly yeah. amazing. So, and I don't know if you've ever seen his kitchen set up, but you know, he's actually got a, another 12 volt oven in his trailer. Mm -hmm. He has brought a pressure cooker camping with us, oh, for um, real? a blender. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I have made, seen the blender. I've yeah. seen the blender in the videos. Yeah. He makes the best chimichurri sauce, but we were, um, where were we? I don't remember where we were. He made lamb chops, like with a mint sauce. I'm just like, Wow. But I mean, it, and it's amazing. And people may want to call it glamping, but there is nothing better than eating wonderful yeah. and amazing meal underneath the stars. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, it's enchanting. It's magical. It's just yeah. food tastes better when you're outside. And yeah. And it's like a challenge. It's a, it's it a whole different kind of challenge because you can't, you don't have the all of the things. That's your normal you know. fish. I mean, you technically could if you're Marco, apparently. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> and you can't run to the store of you, oh, darn, I don't have a tomato or I'm out of heavy yeah. cream or something. So, exactly. yeah, you get, get a little creative sometimes. So, yeah. yeah. I definitely love no, it. I so, what is, what is your favorite thing to have cooked at camp? For me to cook at camp? Or, or that you've eaten. Like, what's your favorite? Is it something of Marco's or was it something of Brad's? Pretty good. Oh, although, so it wasn't at camp. Marco was actually just doing a cooking demonstration, but it was this chipotle cream shrimp burrito thing. What? Oh my God. It was amazing. So he was on the scottle, was cooking up the I would the be shrimp. so fat if I was married to him. Like I would be this 500 pound person. I would, yeah, it would be ridiculous. Living the I best guess. life. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He's amazing. And his wife is just a beautiful, sweet person. And she's not, she's, she's very slim, <laughs> but, and he says she's the better cook. So um, what? How is that right? possible? I know. So 
we need to get her out. Maybe she can go with us on the girls' trip, and she can make dinner, and you can make dessert, and I'll do dishes. Yeah, (laughs) and I can film. I can film it all. There you go. Yeah. Now we're gonna need somebody to lead us because that's not me. (laughs) That's definitely not me. Uh, I'm gonna need need a portal navigation person. (laughs) Maybe Marco's daughter. She has the Jeep too. So she does, Paula. Yeah. Oh, Troy says taking an air fryer camping is some mm. next level stuff. You should try it. I I do have an air fryer and I grilled cheese in the air fryer is like the best thing ever. I can top that. What? Okay. So you get some crescent rolls uh-huh. and you wrap an Oreo in crescent rolls. Ooh. Or you can get some cookie dough and put it okay. inside the crescent roll, put it in the air fryer, let it fry. And then you sprinkle powdered sugar on it. It smells like you're at a fair. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's everything an air fryer was not intended for. But. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. Look balance. So I just made, I made my own apple pie filling, but I took crescent rolls, right? And you put Mm -hmm. the apple pie filling in it and you roll them up and then you sprinkle them with cinnamon sugar and you bake them. But you could do that in the air fryer. Hmm. Oh yeah. You totally could. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we're going to learn all these new recipes. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> uh, let's see. Lori wants to ask me a question. Uh, Kara, do you have children? And if so, are they involved in overlanding? So I actually have a daughter and Matt has three daughters. Um, his oldest is actually married with her child. Um, and so she's, she doesn't come over and goes with us camping, but we did get her um, Kinsley, his granddaughter, uh, tent for her birthday. So we're hoping that we're going to get Aww. to go camping. Yeah. Um, but yes, my daughter can kind of take it or leave it. She really likes to go swim and hit all the water holes, you know, um, Matt's middle daughter loves it. Uh, Matt's youngest daughter loves it, but doesn't love the filming aspect. So that's, that's our story. I don't know how your kids did growing up with your dad, their dad being a YouTuber. Has that been okay for them? Well, our kids. Yeah. So growing up, he was, he was in the Navy. So there wasn't a lot of, yeah, there wasn't a lot of filming of anything. So, um, and that's kind of one of the main reasons when he did start the jeeping thing is I didn't go out with him very often because I wanted them to have that time that they missed growing up. They spent a lot of time with me growing up. Um, Mm -hmm. because like I said, he was deployed a lot. He, Uh, I mean, West Pax, Iraq, he was in Fallujah. So he was gone a lot. We'll be hanging out with friends and I'll mention something the kids did. He's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, cause you were deployed, honey. But um, so when he got the Jeep and he started going out, I'm like, you guys go, I'll stay home. I'll have some mom time. And you guys, you're never going to get that time back, but you can make memories now. You know, Mm -hmm. you can never get back what's gone, but you can always have a fresh start moving forward. And yeah. so that was their time to go out, to do the guy thing, to make the memories and, and for mom to kind of step away. So you can guys and boys and dads can talk about the things that they do when moms aren't around. So, yeah. So do the boys love it? Do the boys like the filming? Like, do they like being um, a part of that? Not so much. They love going out. And actually it was Jordan who technically started the YouTube channel. So the first time we took yeah. the Jeep out, Jordan whipped out his iPhone and we didn't even know he was filming everything. And so on the way back from the desert, um, cause it's about a two hour ride, he kind of edited the video on like iMovie or something and, right. Oh, that's cool. And that's when they put it up on the family YouTube channel. So, um, Jordan, Jordan still loves it. So Devin is our oldest. Um, mm-hmm. he is going to be 26 this month. Um, but you know, he loves being outside, not so much the filming cause it's a lot of work when you're filming it, it's stopping and starting and a lot of hurry up and wait. And, um, but he's in San Francisco right now, um, in grad school. So he doesn't go out with as much anymore, but apparently his new hobby is rock climbing, which, okay. Bubble wrap yourself, honey. Don't tell me. As long as it's not like, like free solo. Don't, don't do anything like I make sure it's attached. And then, um, so Jordan loves it. So Justin and Jordan are twins. Um, right. 
and uh, Justin, he, he likes being outside, but he's more of a sports guy. So he, you know, played football through high school. They all did actually, but Justin just loves sports. I think he's watching the basketball playoffs right now. So he's, <laughs> that's kind of like his outlet, but Jordan absolutely loves it. When he got back, he was in Okinawa for two years and he got back right as COVID was hitting. Um, he bought a Jeep TJ. He doesn't have it anymore, but so he would actually, he was stuck on base at Camp Pendleton. He was assigned to the Marines and he would get special permission to camp overland in the parking lot of the barracks. And he'd oh, go to the awesome. commissary and get a steak and he'd set up his rooftop tent and he'd grill a steak awesome. right in the parking lot. So yeah. I Jordan, love that. I love it. <laughs> Troy wants to know, does Jordan get royalties for starting the No royalties, but he gets hand-me-downs from Brad, and he gets to drive all of the So I was about to say, he probably gets some things here and there, just maybe not the royalty term. Yeah, no, but um, yeah. You had mentioned earlier that whenever you and Brad went to on the trip to um, the Gemini Bridges that you didn't film, that it was more for you guys. Is that something that you find that you have to have that time to do? Because um, yep. I know, like you said, filming, it's 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 a full time, like your stop, go, stop, go. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. something that you, you enjoy? We do. You yeah. We do a lot, actually. So, um, you know, people will ask, why don't you do this and why don't you do that? And it's like, well, we do, but we don't always turn the camera on. You know, sometimes yeah. it's nice to just enjoy the trip and the mm -hmm. camping and not worry about, did I get all the footage that we need? Um, yeah. And Brad, I mean... He, it's a workout. The man is running. Usually I'm driving and he's running up and down the trail, yep. climbing rocks, um, yep. you know, as I'm driving off and sometimes I'm like, and so he's like running to catch back up with me. So it's yeah. a lot of work. And so sometimes it's nice, you know, if we're with friends, you know, usually when we're off-roading with friends and filming, they're friends who also film and take pictures and they totally they get it. Yeah. But when we go with our regular people friends, um, we're not going to make them stop every 15 minutes to get a shot. We're just going to go and have fun and hang out with them. So, yeah, yeah I think there's a great time to have the balance. Like you yeah. obviously that's his job. Um, but then there's also the time where you need to have that downtime. Does it bother him in that downtime to be like, I'm not filming this. I could have caught this or anything like that. Nope. Nope. He's totally good with it. And awesome. I don't know, that's something from the Navy. It's like where he knows how to, okay, he, this this isn't work now. This is fun, you know? It's kind of yeah. like when you leave the ship at the end of the day and you go home, you're you're not at work. You're still in the Navy, but you're not at work. But yeah, he can he can shut it off. And, you know, he may talk about ideas for filming, but it doesn't bother him. It's nice to, that he can compartmentalize, you know, yeah. the, win, the when and where. I think that's very important in a marriage and even with your friends to have that time to just hang out and camp. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and talk and get to know each other. And yeah, yeah, not everything we do is on camera. No. And that's, that's another good point. I would like to just mention that to the world that's watching and may yeah. watch. Not everything we do is on camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know some, some folks have asked, you know, don't you ever go camping with regular people? Um, all I like that regular people. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, we're regular people, but, but we do. And, and our friends who don't film and they're not, they don't, yeah, we're not going to, you know, sit there and, and film with them. We're just going to enjoy their company and just enjoy being with them. Yeah. And it's kind of goes back to what you said about your kids. That's time that you won't get back and you don't know if your friends will be there, you know, with everything that we've experienced with the pandemic, you just don't know with people's health. Yeah. You never know. It's the moment. Exactly. Um, so JM Marsh wants to ask question for both of us. What are your favorite places you've been so far outside of your local areas? I'll let you go Ever first. or off-roading? Um, <laughs> let's do both. Let's do, well, let's do off-roading because it's more off-roading probably. So when we were on our way to Overland Expo Mountain in Colorado, um, we we camped our whole way there and we stopped in this little place near Gypsum, Colorado. And it was just so beautiful. We camped right next to a creek that was just, you know, bubbling and, and babbling all night long. It was so soothing and the mountains and the trees. I, you know, I've learned to love the desert, but I'm a mountain girl. I love my trees. I love my elevation. I love rivers and, and cold, clear water. So that little spot in gypsum was probably my favorite off-roading. What about yours? 
Uh, my favorite off-roading trip would probably be, I'm a Colorado girl. Like that's <laughs> mostly where we've been. There's places that we still want to go, like Wyoming, Montana, you know, we don't have the time to travel to all of the places right now, but um, there's just, a, we were camping in Ure and it was right next to a stream and it was, I think it was at the very, very bottom. I may be saying, thinking of this wrong of Imogene Pass. I don't, maybe it wasn't Imogene. Anyways, um, but there was a deer that came into the camp, you know, there was a, like a creek bed running right beside us. And we actually went with our friends. We go every summer, we make a trip with our, um, our close friends. And um, it was just really nice because it was like the coolness, you know, you can feel of the mountains, like, in, you know, you wake up yeah, at night, it starts getting cooler. And so you have the fire. Of course, that was the, like, we can't have hardly fires ever when we go to Colorado. Right. So we, we got a propane fire pit now. Um, that we're gonna we love this. We got the one at so we got the one at Expo West that turns into a pizza oven and has what? a walk. It's like I didn't see that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's a propane tank, and it you can you can put a pizza stone on it, and the cover huh. you can cover it to uh -huh. to make it cook, or you can flip that cover, and it's like a bowl that you can cook in. Okay. I need one. I, so yeah. I make a brand new pizza that is really, really good. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll send you what it is. I think it's called the Trail. Let's see. Babe, what is it called? The Trail Fire Grill. The Trail Fire Grill is what trail, it's called. Okay. I'm going to Google that when we're done. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's a heck of a thing. And Matt's all about the multi-purpose. You know, like if we already had a propane fire pit, but this one you can do cooking one. Okay. Huh. I will have to so. check it out. Yeah, um, let's see. Keith wants to know, do either of you film with a drone? No, Brad has, well, I don't film, but Brad has a drone, <laughs> but one, he has to get his drone license and there, a lot of people do them, but I'm not sure if they're doing them legally because for yeah. commercial use in national parks, you have to have permits and um, they're great shots, but yeah. there's a lot of work to do it. So the first thing Brad is working on is his drone license. Um, and then we'll see where that goes. So he would love to use one, but he's not going to do it incorrectly or break any laws doing it um, yeah. because one is wrong. And two, there are some very, very big fines. Absolutely. Matt has his drone license. So we do use a drone. Awesome. He has the DJI Mavic Air 2S, something like that. And then <laughs> I, I just, that, yeah. this Big. is the one, this is actually sitting on my desk. I oh. just got this. And I haven't even really opened it. It's really, really tiny. It like fits in my hand, but it does vertical shots. So that way I can do like yeah. the reels on Instagram and all those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've flown the drone that Matt usually uses. I got, I actually was the gateway for him to have a drone. I purchased a drone first, the <laughs> Phantom back way when, and then uh -huh. he wanted to upgrade the Phantom for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how that turned out. But now here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even know what kind of drone Brad has. He's got, it's in the closet somewhere. So, but yeah. oh, I'm sure it's probably some DJI something. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I don't think we finished answering the question. So non-overlanding, your favorite place oh, to go. So non-overlanding Costa Rica. Ooh. We, Matt used to work for sales. Uh -huh. um, that was one of his jobs and his company sent us in like some of the other top sellers or whatever. Um, on an all-inclusive paid trip to Costa Rica. It was incredible. That's pretty amazing. It was incredible. Like there was, so it was at a resort and we had one free day. The other days we went like snorkeling and stuff like that. They had all these little excursions planned for us, mm -hmm. but they gave us one free day. And so many people stayed like at the resort. We booked a private person to take us to like Arenal to see the volcano. And I got to hold a sloth. A and sloth. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, his name was his name was Simon. He was incredible. <laughs> he was like a little. I, we couldn't take pictures. We took pictures of him. But we right. couldn't take pictures of us holding him because sloth. it was a, it's illegal to have like a pet sloth in Costa Rica. So no, okay. you know, we couldn't have any of that contraband because then it could it could be bad. Um, but so what about you? Um. Well, now you got me thinking. So when I was 15, my parents scraped together the money to send me to Europe with my French class. And so it was a whirlwind. We did like 20 countries in 21 days. It oh was my gosh. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. We started off in... Um, 
Did you enjoy that though? Like that's hard. I was 15 and they sold beer in McDonald's and they didn't card you. So <laughs> beer to big I saw Depeche Mode in the South You're of like, France. Wee, wee. So that was fun. I had a pen pal in England. And so when we made it up to England, I got to spend the day with her and her family, um, which was pretty cool. Um, we had a toga party in Rome. There were three other high school groups staying in our hotel. So we we had a toga party. Um, yeah. It was we were in Paris when the Tour de France came in, um, which I watched from my hotel because nobody knew what it was and they wanted nobody wanted to go see it with me. But um, but that was pretty cool, and I want to go back to Europe. But I would say probably my old all time favorite place is Downeyville, California. It's a little old gold mining town up in the Sierra Nevadas, and every summer in August that was where we went. My dad, my mom, and I usually got to bring a friend. Um, and we'd go stay in a cabin and we'd just go hiking and fishing and swimming all day long. So Downeyville That's is awesome. my happy place. Have you been there as an adult? We took the boys a few years ago. So we didn't do a lot of family vacations when Brad was in the Navy, just because right. we never knew what his schedule was. Um, but so when Justin and Jordan graduated high school, we did a family trip up there and it was, it was incredible. They absolutely loved it. And we took our dog rocket and he had a blast swimming and, and just, you know, being a dog. I was going to ask if it was the same, because sometimes, you know, you, you have this visual of what it was like. Right. As a child, you'd be like, you build it all up and then you go back as an adult. You're like, is this kind of lame? <laughs> yeah. No, Downeyville was every bit as wonderful as I remembered it. Yeah. That's awesome. So Elle Hamilton just agreed with me. Yes. It's called the Trail Fire. You're going to have to pull that up. Oh, um, kitty cats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We love our kitty cats. Um, Tracy said you need to share a link for this yeah. propane fire pit and the baking thing. So the baking thing is the Omnia, O-M-N-I-A. And mm -hmm. then the Trail Fire propane stove thing. Just Google that. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come up. But the um, Omnia, you have to Google, I think, Omnia stovetop oven. There's some yes. other company called Omnia, so, yeah. but, or Omnia Sweden works too. Yeah, because it's out of Sweden, um, the guy that has put it on. Um, Joey Slayton wants to know, he's also the professor. He does a podcast as well. He's a really good friend of ours. Have you ever camped in a spot so hot you couldn't get away from your fan and you had to go get ice cream to cool off? He's talking about this past weekend. You don't know this, Virginia. <laughs> At Big Iron, it was horrible. It was really, really hot. Um, uh, both of y'all. Melted in August. Oh, it was real bad. Yeah, that's when I was in field bed school and we had our little hooch tents, just little pieces of canvas, and it was hot. It was very hot. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like I said, I would have to have an air conditioner now at this point in my life. <laughs> they didn't issue this one, so <laughs> they should have upgraded that. <laughs> They probably would have laughed at you. Well, my son went through field med school two years ago, and they don't even give him tents anymore. He just slept on the ground. I'm like, oh, oh no. okay. On like a mat or anything? Uh, they have. I forget what they're called. They're these like sleeping bags that kind of cover you. There's a okay. name for them. Some, oh, I can't remember what they're called. But, but yeah, it's not just the ground. Yeah. So when we went camping um, with Epic Family Road Trip in Anza Borrego um, in December, he had a tent and he had a hammock. What did the kid do? He slept on the ground. I'm like, okay. I guess if you get comfortable there, you know. Yes. He said he was fine. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So yeah. do you like winter camping in the snow or summer camping? I've never been like overland camping in the snow yet. So I don't know if I... Yeah, I've, I've lived in the South for a long time. Southern California, South Carolina, uh, Okinawa, Japan, which is a tropical island. So I don't know if my body would tolerate winter camping. It's it's rough, but you can layer up. I mean, you can only get so naked. That's you what know? I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I've, went, I've hammock camped in 17 degree weather. That's the coldest. That yeah, no, no. Well, <laughs> Brad was in Maris, Maris Adventure Park in Texas. Yeah, he was yeah, there we go in there. March. And he knew it was going to be cold, but he woke up one morning and it was snowing. It was oh, wow. so cold, he didn't even make coffee. And so you know that's pretty darn cold. Oh, yeah. If you don't have this time to be out there and be warm, especially for him, because he loves his coffee. Yes, he does. So, yeah. <laughs> too cold for him to even bother with coffee. So, um, Michael said he bought the Trail Fire Grill. Awesome buy. Works great on my deck and easy to take on trips. 
Um, Lori wants to know, do you guys ever think about coming to the eastern part of the United States to Overland? Yep. So it's on our plan. I know Brad wants to do all 50 states, but um, we will be at Overland Expo East in Virginia. Um, we were there last year. We are planning on going again this year. Um, and yes, I want to go to New England. So I know there's not a lot of public lands and trails there, but when we were in Virginia last year, there were people from Maine saying there are places to go. You just need to know where they're at. So um, I'm hoping that we can get some kind people to let us know where there's some trails. But I went, one of my last work trips um, with the Navy was we went to New England, um, Boston, uh, oh, wow. Rhode Island, uh, Connecticut. We were in Groton, Connecticut, and it was just so pretty. And I just, That's I want to go back. I can't wait to go Especially back. Especially when the colors are all changing. It's just yep. gorgeous. In the fall. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah I think, do you want to go? I think on your way, I think Brad has mentioned to Matt about coming through Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Either on the way out or the way in. I don't know. Those guys are working those details out, but I can't yeah. wait. Again, he's the navigation planner guy, but... <laughs> Yeah, last year we went through Missouri on our way there and on our way back. Brad had never been to Washington, D.C., which really isn't overlanding, but we stopped in D.C. and we did the sightseeing thing. And then we came back through Tennessee and Georgia. Okay, yeah. So, and I don't, we, I'm sure we went through other states, lots of Tennessee is beautiful. Tennessee. I've never, I've never really camped or went, done anything in Georgia, but Tennessee is beautiful. Yeah, we stayed at a uh, Harvest Host because we had the, um, four-wheel camper and the ram with us okay. so, you know, whole self-contained it was this farm it was just the coolest cutest thing this family-run farm and they had those little um the scottish highland cows the fuzzy cows oh, with all the hair they were adorable i love those those are yes. the the um that start with the h that is it the hurt it's not the herbert maybe it is highland uh, I, I don't know but i love those cows yes they were adorable um, Michael wants to know, how would he persuade his reluctant wife to start mm -hmm. overlanding? This is a question I think I get with every woman that comes on here. What yep. is your input on that? So we actually just answered this question, I think, yesterday morning when we did our live stream. But I would say let her be comfortable if she i mean that's something brad has worked really hard at is you know i've i've roughed it i've been there i've done that i've dug a hole with a shovel and i don't need to do that anymore so i mean yes i bring my privacy tent and i bring a portable toilet and you know Same the things girl, that i want to cook and be comfortable so you know just let her know it's not all dirt and bugs and and being sleeping on the ground i would make your wife as comfortable as she wants to be and not give her a hard time about it that's the other piece of it is i've seen some guys that bring all the stuff otherwise but then they they kind of give them tease and give them a hard time just you know let her be comfortable and bring what she wants i don't pack light ever yeah i'll take i'll take more clothes than what i need this last weekend whenever we were at 150 degrees weather mm -hmm. i took a sweatshirt just because i was like i don't know if i need a hoodie I, no you never know and i will add i do the whole toilet thing i do the whole little tent pop-up thing because i just got mm -hmm. a cheap one it's just easy to throw it up you know make sure my husband's probably gonna have to hold it down so you don't have to stick it down every time you you know go anywhere but um and also shout out to my husband he deals with it once we get home or wherever we're going Mm -hmm. I don't deal with that. That's something that he does. So, yeah. Well, there's different kinds. So we have the cassette one and Brad deals with that, but there's also the ones with the bags that mm -hmm. you basically, they have absorbent stuff in them. And then yes. when you're done with it, you seal them up and there's a double bag system. And when we have the trash room, we just put it in there and I take care of that. It's super easy to do. Um, but I would also say start slow. Like don't drag her out on a week long trip the first time, like maybe do an overnight, not too far from home and then kind of build from there and just let her get comfortable. This isn't something yeah. that she's done before. So, and especially like you can start at state parks, like don't like, yeah. you don't even have to start with having like an own toilet or anything like that. Go to a state park and they have it. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, a vault toilet usually, and, but sometimes those are pretty nice. I know when we yeah. went to Big Ben, it was like the nicest bathroom I've ever seen. <laughs> nice. <I was> like, <laughs> but like with anything, you know, start, start small. You don't climb Mount Everest the first time you decide you want to go hiking, right? You yeah. start with some nice, slow, easy things and build up from there. Yeah, for sure. Robert Wicker, he's one of our really great friends. He said his <laughs> wife, Carrie, told him to stop buying stuff to make her like it. But she will endure for him. <laughs> I love Robert. Oh. 
Um, Pete's Jeep Adventures says, glad you are more present in the videos, Regina. You add a nice energy to the videos and feels more family friendly and encouraging for other women to go out venturing. And Aww, Brad, keep it up. You? Yeah, that's awesome. Very much. Are you going to be coming with Brad? To the Ozarks. Through the arcs whenever he comes? Yeah, if he's if okay. it's on our way to Riverland Expo East, but yeah, but I'll come. Anyways. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Keith said, my wife has just been on her first two trips with me, both one-nighters, and she's much more excited about it. See? Baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Don't take That's all a week-long expedition out into the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And no. For me, depending on the age of your kids, too, um, yeah. connectivity was a big thing. It's like, I don't want to leave my kids at home. You know, even, even as young adults or older teenagers, yeah. I wanted them to have a way to get in touch with me just in case. I mean, we live in San Diego County. We've had some horrible fires blow through here. So one thing that Brad, he did kind of laugh at me, but which gave me peace of mind is I had go boxes ready with all the things I would want to grab if, if a fire came. Um, mm -hmm. And the boys knew that while we're gone, if something happens and they have to evacuate, they grab those boxes with all of our pictures and marriage certificates and everything. So, you know, even though I had to put all this stuff back when we got home, at least I knew that my boys had these boxes that they could just grab and get all of our memories and important papers out of the house. So. It just makes you more comfortable while you're out there. Exactly. You know, it's just part of, it's just kind of like taking your toilet. Like you just, it's just like piece of comfort, you know, that, you know, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't want to keep you too late. I know you have a busy night and it's already been an hour. <laughs> I told wow. you, I was like, this is going to be I'm great. I'm surprised having fun. I know, I know. So what's next for you guys? Uh, the Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. So we, um, Brad's already working on the route for our way up there. So we'll camp on our way up there with some, some friends. And then, um, I'm excited cause Brad is from Oregon. Like he's like yeah. an original overlander. Like his family came across the Oregon trail in a covered wagon. Um, I'm so glad they Oregon. didn't get like the Syria or something. I should, I should grab it. It's in my closet. So I have this big rifle that um, last summer his grandmother finally gave to him. It has been handed down from the oldest son oh, to the oldest wow. son for like eight generations. It's pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, so we're going to go up to Oregon and then once the expo's over, we're going to hook up with some family and friends while we're up there. But I love the Northwest. I, I miss the rain. We don't get it in San Diego. Um, when we lived in Washington state, I think it rained for 90 days straight at one point, And I was happy. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would be so happy if it rained that much while I was out camping. That's, uh, that's well, okay. Camping. Although <laughs> it rained really hard coming back from Flagstaff last year. And we, um, were with a friend, we had awnings and we cooked our awnings together and we had this great outdoor covered space and we sat there around the propane fire sipping hot tea sipping hot tea and just listened to the rain come down and i think i made a cobbler and just a nice warm dessert and it was yeah. it was awesome and the rain i think would also kind of slow you down too like just mm -hmm. like in a good way you know just to be yes. able to like like you're not gonna go Stop. out and, yeah yeah for sure good. well i hope we get to see you i know Pacific Northwest is tentatively on our schedule. I know we're not going to be camping. We'll be, it'll be another mad dash to get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll definitely hook up with you guys then. Oh, I'd love to. We could go to another Cracker Barrel or whatever. They have. <laughs> I don't know. If they, I don't think they have any of those in Oregon. <laughs> I, don't even know. I don't even know what's in Oregon. I've never, I have no idea. So but I've enjoyed having you on tonight and just catching up again. I think Thank you're you. amazing. And I love that you're on the channel more. Well, thank you. And you're wonderful too. So I'm so glad that we finally got to meet because I know my husband's been connected to your husband for a while. So now yeah. you're awesome. And I'm, I'm so glad we know each other. I know. Me too. Okay. So I'm going to send you the recipe and the links when we get off of here. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so All much right. for having me on your show. No problem. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.